Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us on the Kirk Church Podcast. I'm Aaron Elmore, lead pastor at Kirk of the Hills, located in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This is where you can hear messages from all our pastors and guest speakers. Make sure to subscribe and share with anyone who follows the Kirk. If you want to know more about us, visit us at thekirk.com, like us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at the Kirk Church. Let's get started with today's episode. So as you can see from our, uh, our screen up here, we're going to be talking about the heroes of Christmas. We're going to be talking about a lot of names that you've heard before. We're going to be talking about some people that you always talk about at Christmas, our, our angels and our shepherds. We're going to be talking about uh, Jesus' earthly parents. We're going to be talking about Mary and Joseph and how we've always kind of looked at them as heroes. We've read the stories. We're going to read them a lot all throughout uh, the morning. But we're going to start with Mary today. As you heard in the scriptures, Mary is a hero of Christmas because she's the one that gives glory to God. She's one that goes and she gave all that she had so that God could accomplish his plan here on earth. The whole world, everybody, every single one of us in here, everybody outside of this room are going to be blessed because of what Mary was able to be a part of. Mary acknowledges God. She gives glory to him. And in the same way, we do as well. That's why we sing songs in church. That's why we say Merry Christmas. That's why hopefully a lot of us live by the famous movie quote, the best way to spread Christmas cheer. Oh, see, like about a, about a quarter. He's singing loudly for all to hear. One of the best ways whenever you get people excited is to sing loudly. Sing our Christmas song. Say Merry Christmas. It always brings a smile to your face whenever you're out going around town. You're, you're walking through Walmart and somebody says Merry Christmas and there's just something inside of us that's like, oh yeah, Merry Christmas. Amen. Might have church right there in the aisle of Walmart. Whenever we sing, whenever we go and we share the love of Jesus, it helps everybody. But this morning I want to talk about something for just a second. Mary is not the hero. And I think she knows it. In verse 48, this is what she's saying. I'm not going to sing for you because if you've heard me sing, you're going to ask me not to. So Mary, though, she's saying this. He has taken note of me even though I'm not considered important. I don't think Mary's being modest here. I don't think Mary was one of us where somebody says something nice to us. We're like, oh, no, 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 that's, that's fine. Like, it's good. I don't think Mary's being modest. I think Mary knows who she is. This young, soon-to-be mother she recognizes something, that she's not the hero, but God is. Mary probably lived a great life up to this point. She probably said her prayers, did her devotions, gave in her offering, helped the poor. She probably did all of the right things, but she recognizes that she's not the one who's going to save the world. It's God. I think it's important that as we read not just the Christmas story, but the Bible in general, that we recognize that it's God working through people. God is using what we give him to change the world. Could God do it without us? Could God save the world without all of us in here? Sure he could. He's God. I think back what Mordecai said to Esther. Like, listen, if you remain silent at this moment, that's okay because Israel is still going to be saved. God's going to do it through another way. God is going to be God. He's going to be God with us or without us. And he's not choosing us to help him because we got lucky or because we were in the right place at the right time or because we're so amazing. No one's looking at Mary saying, hey, how's this young, unwed, pregnant girl going to change the world? 
But God knew. God knew that Mary loved him. God knew that Mary cared about him. God knew that Mary was going to be a part of his plan. And this morning, I want to encourage you, God's going to change the world. How awesome is it that God wants to change the world with us? With us allowing him to be a part of our lives and us doing it with him. This morning, God is the hero. And that's what we're going to talk about. Right now, Oliver Marsh is going to come up here. He's going to read our second portion of scripture. Hi, my name is Oliver, and I'll be reading from Matthew 1:18 to 25. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive to, uh, and give a birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what an angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home and as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Well, you got to hear a little bit about Mary. Now we're going to talk for a couple minutes about Joseph. And we don't get quite as much information in the Bible about Joseph as we get about Mary. In fact, there's just a few things really that we know. We know that Joseph was from the family of David. Uh, the Bible tells us that Joseph was a carpenter. And in this passage, it tells us that he was a just man. But do you know what? Usually when you think if someone's going to be important in a story they're going to have a lot of lines to say, right? Did you know that there, in the Bible, there's a donkey that has more lines than Joseph does? There's a donkey in the Old Testament that has two lines, and Joseph has zero. No lines in Scripture. But that does not mean that Joseph is not important. Joseph plays a really, really important role. And one way that Joseph is like us is he, I think all of us like to kind of have a plan. We like to know what's coming and how it's going to work out. So I have a question for the kids in the room. How many of you guys raise your hand if you like to go to the park? Okay, raise your hand if you like ice cream. Okay, raise your hand if you like, oh, let's say the zoo, going to the zoo. Okay, good, hands down. Okay, so let's pretend for a minute that you woke up one morning and your parents said, okay, today we are going to go play at the park and then we're going to go buy you ice cream, and then I'm going to take you to the zoo. Wouldn't that be exciting? You could do all those things in one day. But then what if you were about to leave and your parents said, um, I'm sorry, something's come up. We're not going to be able to do that today. We're going to have to wait. Would that be hard for you guys? Does it raise your hand if you think you might throw a fit a little bit? Anybody willing to say that? Oh, yeah. Okay. 
So we might at least be sad, right? We might be a little bit sad because this great thing was going to happen that we were really looking forward to, and then the plans changed. And I think that's how it was for Joseph. He had this plan, and he had met this girl, Mary, and they were planning to get married, and he was probably really excited about that. And then all of a sudden, he found out that the plans were changing. He found out that this, this beautiful woman that he was about to marry was pregnant with a baby, and he didn't know what had happened. He was confused. He didn't know what to do, and so the Bible tells us he just decided, well, I don't want to make her look bad. I don't want to bring any shame to her, and so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to cut off the relationship, and I'm just going to quietly move on with my life and put that part of my life behind me, and so that's what Joseph was going to do. His plan had been ruined, but guess what happened? Some of you are dressed as angels here. It tells us Scripture tells us that God spoke to Joseph through an angel in his dream when he was sleeping, and the angel told him, I still want you to, to marry Mary. And I want to tell you a secret, Joseph. That baby is a miracle child. That baby is from the Holy Spirit. It's a gift. And so I want you to marry her. I want you to be the father to this baby. I want you to name the baby. What did they say to name the baby? Jesus, right, and it means Emmanuel. He said, I want you to name it Jesus because this baby is going to save his people from their sins. And then he points back to a prophecy that was told a long before that this baby would come and would be called Emmanuel, which means that God is with us, right? This little baby, in this little baby, God came to be with us. And so Joseph decided he wasn't going to veer from the plan. He was going to move forward and be faithful to what God told him to do. And so you can see Joseph plays an important role, and he's kind of a hero in the story. But when you think about it another way, we realize that there was a point there that Joseph was confused, he was sad, he didn't know what to do, and we see that God was with him, that God showed up and God helped him understand what it is he was supposed to do. So one thing that we can learn from Joseph's story is that whenever we don't know, or when our plans fall apart, or we don't know what we're supposed to do, we can trust that God will be with us because he promises us that he will. And so we have Mary so far and Joseph who are two great heroes, but they point to God who's an even greater hero for us. So now we're going to take a little break. You guys can stay right here. But if you're in the kids' choir, we're going to invite you to go over and join our adult choir for our next song as we sing together. O come, all ye faithful.
To come up here. They're going to read our next portion of scripture for this morning. Um, we're going to be reading from Luke 2, 8 through 20. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heaven, heavenly host appeared with an angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and the earth peace to men who favor his rest. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known, saying which was told them concerning this child. 
And all who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered, pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which was told them. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, guys. So as we heard, the shepherds, do I have any shepherds down here? (laughs) Yes, yes, you do. Yes, you do, Cody. The shepherds went to see baby Jesus. These smelly guys, these guys that had been out all day long with these sheep, with their herds. They'd been walking around all day from sunup to sundown. They smelled. They were probably a little irritable because, you know, they hung out with each other and sheep all day. But they went to see this baby Jesus. I think, again, God's trying to tell us something with the shepherds. It wasn't just they happened to be in the right place at the right time. It wasn't just they happened to, you know, be close by to where Jesus was born. But God wanted to show that everyone, even the stinky ones, I know somebody just came to your head, everyone is invited to see Jesus and what he wants to do. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what you smell like. God invites everyone to come and meet him. Imagine being a shepherd. You've been out all day. You're tired. You're finally like laying down. You know that moment like when your eyes close and it's just right before sleep. They're at that moment and then bam, lights, an angel yelling at them, don't be afraid. Listen, I would have been scared. <laughs> I'm not even going to try to like sugarcoat over it. That happens and I'm, I'm scared. I'm waking up. I'm wide awake. They go, more angels show up, more light shows up, more heavenly choruses. And these shepherds, you know what they do? They go and they see baby Jesus. Whenever they get there, you know what they find? Exactly what God told them they were going to find. Exactly what the angel said, the baby born, lying there, ready to meet them. Again, we look at the shepherds and we think, man, those guys were fearless. Those guys went after God with everything in them. But then we never hear about the shepherds again. We never hear what happened on. We hear that they told people about Jesus. We heard that they told the story. But we never hear about the shepherds again. And I think that's important. Because again, it shows that it's God working. It's God doing all the stuff that we're just getting to be a part of it. God's using the people who aren't just there, but the people who are willing to go and do what he calls them to do. God invites them along on this journey that he's doing. Some of my greatest memories growing up are whenever I was invited along. I remember when my dad would wake me up super early in the morning so that we could go to the Hickory house and wash his truck. I was like, Dad, I just want to sleep. But I think back on those memories, being invited along. I think back all the birthday parties that my friends had growing up. I think back whenever I got to go out to the woods and build forts with some of my buddies, that being invited along is an awesome feeling. And I want to tell you this morning, that's what God's doing to us each and every single day. Whenever we wake up, God's saying, hey, Jana. I don't know if there's a Jana in here. Jana, come with us. Come on. We're going to show the world the love that I have for it. Bill, let's go. Get up. We're going to go tell people about Jesus. God invites us along 
on this amazing journey, this amazing thing that he wants to do to show love to the world. And just like the shepherds, we need to hurry up. We need to go. We need to stop what we're doing and go see what Jesus wants us to do. The writer of Hebrews, in the 12th chapter, he says, let us run with endurance the race that lies before us, keeping our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer or the source and the perfecter of our faith. We're invited. Let's go with Jesus. So we talked about the shepherds who we have up here, right? And then who, we still have angels around here somewhere. We've got a few up here in front. Where are the angels that are still out here in the crowd? Raise your hand if you're an angel. I mean, raise your hand if you're dressed as an angel. <laughs> yeah, we still, we still got some. That's good. So we talk about the shepherds, and we, we talk about them pretty regularly at Christmas time, but we don't very often think about this story from the angels' perspective. And we don't, we don't get any of that information in the Bible, but it just, as I was thinking about this, I was wondering, like, how did the whole plan get, get you know, told to the angels? Were they told ahead of time, like, hey, here's what's going to happen. We're, Jesus is going to be sent down to earth as a little baby. I know whatever they were told, they were going to go along with it because the angels were faithful and they trusted the Lord and they were going to do whatever the Lord said. But there was this moment when at least for a few angels or a host of them, I don't know how many are in a host, but this one that gets to speak and then a host that gets to sing along with them that they were told, hey, this is going to be your moment. You're going to go down to earth and you're going to peer to these shepherds and you're going to tell the good news of what's going on. And so you would think maybe there might have been a temptation for the angels to think, this is my moment to shine. This is my moment of glory now. I get to do my thing. But what we're told in Scripture is that they appear and the glory shone around them, but it wasn't the glory of the angels that scared the shepherds. It says it was the glory of the Lord that shone around the angels. Even their presence before the shepherds brought with it the glory of the Lord. And they knew that their whole job, guys, was not to go and talk about themselves, not to point at themselves and try to get the attention. Their whole job was to show up and tell these shepherds the good news about this little baby that had been born that came to save his people. They had a really important job to do, but they knew that their job was always about pointing people to Jesus to making a big deal about Jesus. And as soon as the one angel gives this message about the baby, all of a sudden a whole bunch of angels show up at the same time and they begin to sing. Some of you guys just went over there to sing and it was perfect because they were almost all had angel costumes on as they were over there. Now, how many of you kids, kids, raise your hand if you think you can sing. I'm not very good, but will you try to do something with me real quick? We're going to pretend like we're the angels singing. And so I'm going to sing something. I'm going to make a noise. And you guys are going to try to sing, make the same noise I do. Ready? And you have to do it loud, okay? So the first one is, ah, 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 Hey, pretty good. Not bad. Good job. So the angels, the angels are singing and they're doing a good job singing. But it's all about bringing the glory to God. And you would think, when you have something as important as an angel show up, that they wouldn't be making a big deal about a little baby. But we see it with the angels, and we also, we don't have the wise men up here today. Well, they were up here for a few minutes. But we get the same picture with the wise men. 
You have these shepherds that are lowly, so lowly, and at the same time you have these wise men that God brings from a far-off land, these very important and, and, and wealthy men. And they come, again, not to make a big deal about themselves, but they come with gifts to bow down before the baby Jesus and to worship him. Angels and kings and wise men all bowing down to the Son of God who's come as a baby to save his people. And that's what the story that we're talking about this Christmas and every Christmas is all about. And we can get caught up in all the other stuff that's going on in our world and all the other stuff we get to do is really fun. We want to help you guys remember that in the end, it's about pointing people to Jesus and bringing him glory. And so we're going to do that one more time together at the end. We're going to all stand together and we're going to sing a song together. So kids can stand, adults can stand, the choir can stand. We're going to have a song on the screen that we can sing together. Let's worship the Lord and lift his name high.